I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. This week, I want to take time to talk about self-love, self-care, and just being compassionate with yourself. This is season two of the podcast, and I know that if you've been listening last season, I talked all about how we as people with BPD and a BPD brain have very tyrannical worldviews, especially in the middle of an episode, actually mainly in the middle of an episode. And I've also said some other things that I know are really hard to hear. What I want to do today is balance all of that hard stuff with a little self-love and a little compassion. So I remember back when I was on my recovery journey and things got really tough, I remember not taking space in the beginning for myself. First of all, taking space for myself was something that was really scary, especially in a relationship, because taking space meant that I was going to leave my person or they were going to leave me so space was something that wasn't i was not going to honor and i wasn't even going to admit that that was something that i needed but over time in recovery i started doing really hard things well at least things that i perceived to be hard and one of the things that i was doing was i was taking time outs when i was really intense and impulsive and i was studying how to be a better person and i was working out and i was practicing my skills and all of these things that i'm trying to teach you guys but what i found was that i wasn't getting the praise for what i was doing and it was frustrating to me because i knew like i I was trying so hard and I just thought, gosh, like, why isn't anyone saying you're doing a great job? Like, even with Jay, I would wonder, like, why are you not, like, (laughs) applauding me right now or praising me right now kind of thing? And it was something, honestly, that I had expected of the people in my life that when I was acting quote unquote normal, that I would get some kind of praise. And every time that that expectation wasn't met, I would get even more disappointed in myself. And last week, a little bit in the Q&A, we talked about quiet BPD. Well, for many of us out there, there is, you know, having quiet BPD kind of oscillates back and forth between, you know, going and sort of like having this attachment or I'm sorry, this outburst towards someone else and towards ourselves so you know during the later stage in my recovery I did keep in a lot of my emotions as I was trying to sort things out because I knew being explosive or whatever traditional kind of BPD would have a consequence and that would mean loss of my relationship so I would take in the fact like that I wasn't getting rewarded and I would feel guilt and shame and I would really feel burdened down by that and I remember Jay going well you know you you're not going to get rewarded or a pat on the back for normal behavior like that just that doesn't make sense like look at everyone else out there all of these people in the world around you they're all doing what you're trying to do now so to pat you on the back it just doesn't make sense like I'm grateful that you're trying But to give you praise for that is difficult for me to even wrap my mind around. And I understood what he meant. He wasn't saying that 
I wasn't doing a good job in recovery. What he was actually saying is that when you engage in normal behavior, life is just good, that there isn't like praise for that because it's a perpetual phase of growth that you're in. However, I will admit that a part of me didn't really like that. It didn't really sit well with me because I wanted the praise. I wanted to know like I'm doing all this hard stuff. You know, I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for us. Let's get some applause, some praise, some <laughs> something. And I'm laughing about it because I have distanced myself from it. And I'm, you know, I'm not in that space anymore. But at the time, it was painful. And so I had to learn that it was okay for me to applaud my wins in recovery. Absolutely. And it was also okay that he didn't applaud the things that I perceived to be wins in recovery. Because only I knew how hard I was working. And I had learned to shift from expecting that from him or anyone else in my life to expecting it from myself. And it was a big moment. It was a moment where I decided to start to shed some of those layers of guilt and shame and be kind to myself and just recognize that I'm the only one who can understand how big of a deal all of this is for me. Now, I have, I'm running groups for individuals with BPD right now, and it's a really amazing and just such a powerful experience. And what I'm realizing is something that I'm doing in all of the groups and in sessions as well is I'm applauding the victories of my clients, of my coaching clients, for sure. And I just thought, you know what? I want to spread that message. I want to share that with you guys. Because if you are listening and you have BPD and you've heard all the things I've said, it can be hurtful for sure. Absolutely. I understand how how painful it can be. And if you're working hard trying to change and you've taken some huge leaps, but you're not getting that praise for it, I want to say that I'm proud of you. And the whole BPD community, we get it. We understand how difficult it is to create the kind of change that I'm talking about, the kind of transformation that creates a recovery path. So I'm here to say that it is totally okay for you to pat yourself on the back because you are doing an amazing job, even just continuing to listen to this podcast. If you're going to therapy every week or DBT or MBT or you're working with a coach or you're working with me, showing up every week is a huge deal. Every time you take a time out, and not have a tantrum it's a huge deal it's an amazing feat every time you have a new light bulb moment or a realization or you have a hard conversation with someone that you get through it's a big deal all of the things that make the recovery path difficult are all of the things that you should be patting yourself on the back for. You're doing it. You're making it. You're showing up and you're working hard. Are you making mistakes along the way? I'm sure you likely are. Because anytime anyone embarks on a journey to create change in their lives, they make mistakes. And that is okay. 
So today I want to encourage you to practice self-love, to be gentle and compassionate with yourself as you walk the walk. I want to tell you that the hard work that you're doing is going to pay off. But if you have a long road ahead of you and you know in your heart and in your mind that you've been working hard, but the people around you don't see it, it doesn't mean that you haven't been working hard. So back when I was in this space, I was able to start to shed some of these layers of guilt and to shed some of these layers of shame. And the way that I was able to do that was I started allowing myself to just take a little bit of space. I would go and get my favorite drink at Starbucks. I would listen to music by myself in the car. I would go home early if I had gone over to Jay's house to to see him. I would go home a little bit earlier and I would get in my pajamas and just relax. I would just take time to take care of myself. And eventually, this behavior, it kind of evolved over time to where I started waking up in the morning and just recalling all of the work that I had done to get to where I was in recovery. Even if it was just the small things before I was able to have these big realizations. I would start writing all the things I was grateful for in a gratitude journal. I would then take it a step further and just start to take care of myself. I, that was back when I started to try to eat healthier, to feed my body nutritious foods. I really wanted to show myself that no matter what anyone else around me saw, that I knew that I was working hard to, to transform my life, myself and my character, that I knew how hard it was to be quote-unquote normal. I had spent the you know first half of my life marginalizing myself, never believing that I could be normal or that I could have a normal identity. So to take a break in the middle of this huge recovery journey and say, look, you're a good person, like and that's there's now you have evidence to support that. You're trying really hard. And even though I hadn't made it yet to nourish my body, to look at what I was grateful for, to take breaks, to start to take a little bit of space, to spend time with myself, those things looked like self-love for me. Those things were the beginning of a walk of self-compassion, of self-care, of just, you know, praising myself for all of my hard work and all of my accomplishments. So again, if you're on this journey, I want to see what that looks like for you. What are things that you can do and you can incorporate into your daily practice, your daily schedule and routine so that you are giving yourself the praise that you deserve for doing the hard work of recovery because you do deserve it. Is it going for a hike in your favorite nature spot? Is it spending time with your dog or your cat or your animals and just cuddling with them? Is it watching your favorite Netflix show and turning your phone off and disconnecting from it for just a little while? Is it giving yourself a bubble bath? Is it spending time with your friends or going on a road trip? Is it painting your nails? Is it putting conditioning treatment in your hair, little things like that. 
Just treating yourself good, treating your body well. Do you journal all of the progress that you've made? How do you keep track of your wins? So today, that's what I want you to really focus on in your recovery journey. I just want you to take a break, take some space, take a time out, and this time, not so you can step away from a situation where you're ha- you have an itch or a bubble or you're dysregulated, but take a time out so you can step away from your hard work of recovery for just a moment and put it on pause Look at how far you've come. Celebrate yourself and celebrate your wins. It's okay for you to do that. I don't know whether or not you need permission to do that. I know back then when I was going through this, I definitely did. And it took me a long time to give it to myself. But if that's what you need, I will give it to you. For what that's worth, it's important to take that space for yourself. Because like I said earlier, people who are neurotypical, who don't get how hard it is to brush your teeth, their teeth every day, to, you know, pull themselves out of bed, to adult, to be a mom, to fill out a job application because they're trying to better their life, to learn how to think of another person's point of view People who don't have to do those things, they don't understand how hard it is and what a big deal it is when you've jumped that hurdle. But it is a big deal. Like I said, every time you've listened to an episode here, you're doing something huge for yourself. So I would ask you, what more do you need to do to shift your heart space to looking inward to rewarding yourself, to celebrating yourself, to celebrating your recovery, to celebrating your journey. And I would think not much because you're already starting. So if every step of the way you accomplish accomplish something huge and you celebrate yourself, imagine what that will be like for you down the road. Because like I've said in other episodes, yeah, we can be tyrannical. We can be intense. Last week, I talked about how we can also take up space and be hypocrites and all these other things. All of those things are true, but they come as a result of not trusting ourselves, trauma in our past, not trusting the world around us. Those are not like behaviors that you're engaging in because that's part of who you are. People with BPD have, you know, inherently good intentions or compassionate people that want love and have a lot of love to give. So while you're in the midst of changing the dysfunctional parts of having a hyperbolic temperament, there's no reason why you can't shift and celebrate the functional parts of having a hyperbolic temperament. Take time to do that for yourself in whatever way that works for you. And then next week, we can begin back on our journey of recovery. I really want you to give thought and consideration to what it would look like if you patted your own self on the back. After all, it is a big deal that you're having light bulb moments. It is a huge deal. I have people tell me, oh my gosh, 
I never thought of it that way with just a simple shift in verbiage. I've had people go, oh, I can't believe I've been making my entire relationship about me this whole time. Or, oh, I can't believe I've been punishing my child for acting just like me when I'm modeling these behaviors. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been so controlling. Like, why couldn't I just accept love before it was too late? Those light bulb moments, those are wins. Because when you can see it clearly, your behavior, then you can see how to change. So every time you have those light bulb moments that might seem like common sense to the general population, to people around you, family, friends, whatever, partners, they aren't common sense to us. Those are things that we now have to learn because of everything we've been through and the way that our brain operates. So because they are light bulb moments for you, they are huge wins in your recovery And like I said, you deserve to be celebrated. So today, put down your podcast and find a way to celebrate you because I'm telling you this work is hard and you deserve a pat on the back. You deserve to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're doing a good job. And even though it is not perfect, it is not perfect, that doesn't mean that you're automatically a failure and it's never going to get better. What it means is that you're on a journey that is of growth and of self-improvement and that you've made a mistake. You've stumbled and you will get back up and you'll keep continuing on. But for right now, maybe a bubble bath, a walk and chill until tomorrow. All right, everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline to Beautiful, a production of Thrive Mind Body LLC, online coaching that helps frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app that you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, and I'd love to hear whatever questions you have, too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. We'll have all those links in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks again for listening. I'm Rose Skeeters, and I'll be back next week with another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Talk to you then.